0: It's hella black, you know, still after dark, you feel me, still rocking, you feel me. We just had Raquel
1: on. I told B, fuck it, I feel like recording some more. This isn't going to be the normal hella black podcast that you get, or maybe it is, but for me, there's not much intent behind this. I just wanted to talk. I wanted to vent, so I guess this is hella black black therapy, (laughs) because I'm finna just talk. I don't don't really care. Shout out to therapy. I don't care if people like it. But I'm such an authentic person I'm such a real person That something I say Is gonna resonate With somebody In this This segment However long we choose to talk I had a wild day today bro Talk on about it bro It's been a wild week Honestly Um, I'm at a point in time Where All the things That I'm a part of Are Calling for my full attention Everything that I do Whether it's music Whether it's my 9 to 5 um, Hella black People's hella breakfast black, People's breakfast being a brother, a cousin, an uncle You know, a nephew, grandson Whatever it is, son All these things are starting to demand parts of me And I'm just trying to juggle all this shit, bro Um, Today I had two presentations at work And they weren't super long presentations Like one was a 30 minute presentation Then I had like a 5 minute prese- a 5 to 7 minute pre- presentation That was a part of an hour long meeting And you know, like when you're the youngest And the blackest nigga in the room Amongst Hundred percent pure African. <laughs> when you a hundred percent of African descent, you know, and you in a room full of um white folks and non black PLC. It's a difficult feeling, but I know you've been there before, right? Especially like when you have to you know, I feel like some some meetings feel more important than others and those are the ones where like when I'm like when I'm expected to perform and expected to relay. Certain certain amounts of information And to get my point across Those are the meetings In which I feel the most pressure But like yeah. there are some meetings I have when I can just talk You know And I'm like just offering perspective When it's like Yo I need to convince people of this And I need people to believe in this And what I'm working on Those are the meetings Where I feel A little anxious before like, Yeah
0: Especially I don't know Knowing us And me knowing you Like you Everything you do I feel like you just want to do it 100% You know Like and we're both I feel like we're both Very self-critical Of everything that we do As for well sure. too So it's like We expect the most Out of ourselves Which also kind of Feeds like The inner critique You know I feel like for myself Like even After the podcast That we did in LA It's like I'm thinking Oh I could've said this better Oh I could've done this better Oh I could've done this better And I'm in my head While having conversations With people that wanted To talk to me After the podcast
1: Yeah You that's, know yeah. And I'm just
0: like I'm in I'm over here in my head tripping about things that i should have done better you know and i'm the only one thinking about it when you know probably when you're in those meetings and after the meetings you know even though you you probably did hell of a good you probably after the end of the meeting might be thinking like oh shit, i could have done this i could have done that you know yeah that's is that is that's, that fair
1: yeah and that's the feeling that i don't like a lot i like I, I don't like when i leave a space especially a space where i was taking up space and i was talking and i was presenting and i was trying to get a point across I don't like when I leave somewhere and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to say this. I, I just, I don't know. My thing is like, and I had a conversation with Khadijah. And for those that don't, I, I bring Khadijah's name a lot on this podcast. And I think that's a testament to the impact that she's had on me. Um, Shout out Khadijah. Yeah, y'all should she follow her. her helped me out on, through a lot
0: of uh, what's shit in my life. Special K. Special K, K-3. but she
1: spells it. Let me see, let me see. It's Special K. Special K, but like double O or some shit. I
0: don't know. If you want to find what her ad is, just DM one of us and we'll give you her ad. Special K. It's special K K
1: double zero at the end. But yeah. Anyway, I had this conversation with Khadija and I was telling her the pressure that I feel whenever I speak to say something profound. And she was asking, is that something that people that have listened to me, that have listened to me speak voiced afterwards? Or is that something I project? In something that I like own myself, and that's definitely something. It's more of you know the latter. It's not what people expect of me. It's what I expect of myself. And I just feel like when I'm in spaces that are predominantly white, and you know older, I feel like so much of my worth is attached to the value that I can add to a room just based on what I say and the shit we can produce. But I
0: think what I'm also realizing is it at least for myself. That a lot of my biggest inner critique, especially in a professional work setting, comes from my experience being a professional athlete. Or not being a professional athlete, but being like a, you know, like a top tier athlete. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So, like, growing up, literally playing sports from age 5 to age 22, 23, like, as an athlete, you're so used to being critiqued on everything. Like, you put the fucking dumbbell back, you know, the wrong way in the fucking rack, you know, you're getting critiqued. So I know, I noticed for myself. When I was in the entering the professional world, I was like, I I was almost craving critique. I found myself like, all right, did I do this right? Did I do this wrong? Like, why aren't you telling me what I did right or what I
1: did wrong? Is it critique or validation? I was crave. I feel like I was craving critique almost. I was like, not critique. So you wanted to be told that you did something wrong or how you could do something better? Yeah, or how not I could do it like better. It. Not, not, not necessarily. So I feel like validation is being. Told that you did this The way you thought like, you good did. job Good
0: job No it was yeah. not about a good job It was more like it Oh was how can, so you do, how this better? can you do better Because so, yeah, yeah. especially as an athlete It's like you're always like Critiquing yourself How you can do better mm-hmm. Even if Like especially me You know going to De La Salle Bro we would win games 65 to nothing And our coach would be in there Ripping our ass Like On fucking film You know So like I grew up In that environment And then Playing rugby at Cal Like beating teams 100 to nothing And then like What it would be in being in film the next day and the coaches just being on your shit like oh you should have done this oh you should have done that oh you should have done this so for me like after stopping sports and then going into a professional world i was like that that same like dynamic didn't exist you know Mm
1: -hmm. and i was so
0: used to that dynamic especially like if you think about it in sports it's like our coaches all our coaches were men Mm -hmm. you know and then, like, you know, not having that same aspect, right? Or, like, that same, like, hyper-masculine type of coach type shit in the professional world.
1: Um, am I making sense? No, you, definitely, bro. I definitely feel where you're coming from. Um, something that popped into my mind when you were saying it was, like, well, nigga, we've kind of been detached from sports for a couple of years now. Like, how long until, like, are we consciously accepting this as a part of our DNA or, like, is there something we can do to unlearn this and process this and work through it because I don't want to keep putting all this pressure on myself but also there's another part to it where I talk to folks that didn't play sports that feel the same things that I feel so how much of it is actually related to sports yeah because I know folks I know folks that haven't played an ounce of sports an ounce of organized team activity and they still feel that pressure to be well I guess it doesn't matter the cause it's really just the the end result like you know that need to for approval that need for validation and also the desire to be like I just have the desire to be my very best self and I also have this I have this vision of what I can be and whatever going to take me to be there and I think in the past it's criticism and critique that has pushed me to the next level you know so that's why I think that's why a lot of times we um we crave that but I'm also yeah I'm I'm always curious like how how big of a role sports and should actually play in that yeah I feel like, at least for myself, I mean,
0: it can exist in different ways too, right? So I think people can grow up not playing sports and do something else but still have that similar type of environment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think for me, the first thing I think about is sports. You know, like, right when I, you know, stopped playing and was just, you know, going into the the workforce or whatever the fuck you want to call this 9-to-5 shit, was like, all right, how do I have feedback? Like can I have feedback I feel weird Like I felt like I wasn't doing my job Cause mm-hmm. I didn't have feedback yet You know
1: Yeah You know it's um, Fuck The thought just in my head It was something I wanted to talk to you About that. I was, Oh Another thought that just Came into my head Since this is Hella black rumbling it's for Dinner we can go Hella black mumbling Hella black off the brain Off the dome Off the top Last Yesterday I was thinking About something Somebody It was You had texted me About planning the next Breakfast program And I was like Ah I'm out of town That next week That weekend And then possibly Like the rest of the month Right And I've been thinking And I told you like You know I don't want it to stop Because of me Um And it was That led to me Having some other thoughts That I have been Thinking about Over the course Like the last couple months And it's just like Something I've been dealing with And trying to process And understand Or like work through And I guess reach a conclusion Is you know the desire That that struggle That so many Because I feel like So many of the organizers I know Are also creatives Right Um and I'm at a place in my life right now where my creative career is taking off, whether it be the podcast or music. Um, but I'm dealing with this like this internal battle of trying to figure out what does organizing look like for me. The more I progress as a creative, with the more success that I see, you know, because you know I was just gone for. Like, I've spent more time away from the Bay than I have here over the last month, right? So whether it's tour, whether it's meetings or, like, shooting a video or something, I can end up being gone for days at a time. And I'm trying to figure out what does my grassroots organizing look like as my career takes off.
0: Yeah. now You tweeted something about that right today, right? Or, like, maybe yesterday or something. Yesterday. I remember seeing it and, like, trying to reflect on what you were saying because I feel the same thing. I'm like... How do I push the podcast But I mean In a way this podcast is a form of like Organizing In terms of like political education You know yeah. Like this is labor This is Like we trying to spread politics That's why we started this You feel me mm-hmm. But I'm like how do we But then I'm also like fuck bro. we haven't done the breakfast program For like a month Cause of you know Hell different other things That are going on in our lives too You know mm-hmm. So I I think but part of it is i don't know especially with the way we speak you feel me in the truth that we hold like we hold a a, a radical a radical vision for what society should, should look like mm-hmm. and with that in order to like make change in the society is like bro you have to have a platform a platform and like money mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's, like, when I look at, like, the shit that we're both doing in and, and different aspects, it's, like, we have to build this platform up, even though at times we don't like having, you know, a platform, you know? Yeah. Like, at times it's been weird. We're like, oh, somebody recognized us for the podcast. Like, this, you know? But we, when I think about it, I look at people who have platforms about the shit that, about Black Lives Matter or whatever, they ain't really tapped in like the way we tapped in. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important that, like, black radical people, whether we're talking about us or anybody else, it's like if black radicals are starting to get bigger and bigger in terms of platforms, I'm all for it. And we kind of have to, you know, and that looks like different sacrifices. It's like, we are, we have to play a role, and it's not just about us. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, People's Breakfast Oakland, like, yeah, we may have started it, but at this point it's it's become bigger than us you feel me Yeah. And that's, like it's yeah. like we don't have to do every single task and we don't have to put that burden of every single task on us right and it's yeah. about the co- organization you feel me like it's bigger than us it's bigger than Hell Black it's bigger than People's Breakfast Oakland you feel me the organization organizations are always going to outlive people and I feel like that's why I fuck with the shit that like People's Breakfast Oakland I feel like if both of us weren't at the program that shit should, could, could still run
1: and it should honestly. and it should yeah and that was my point to where I was saying shit, like, bro, I don't want to keep putting it off because I can't be there. Yeah. Or because you can't be there, you know?
0: Right. Because I feel like at least the way we hold each other accountable to us is going to be like, if we're not there, it's like, we're pushing, like, we we still pushing the politics wherever we go, I feel like. Yeah. You know?
1: I live the politics. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, when
0: you live this shit, even if you're not, you know, in the field every day, you feel me? It's like this is the shit we live, so it's like we're tapping into different avenues. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I think about all the support that People's Breakfast Oakland has gotten has come from this podcast, has come from, like, my platform, my social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the money we are, have raised is has come from Twitter. If I didn't have a platform on Twitter, like, you feel me? Like, yeah. I don't know if people would be tapping in with People's Breakfast Oakland. Like I get a lot of people like, Oh, I listen to podcasts. How can I tap in with people's breakfast Oakland
1: You feel me? Yeah.
0: So like I feel like both of it is interlinked. You feel me?
1: Yeah, I think a lot I think a lot about when people say there's there's everyone everyone plays a role in the movement. And, you know, we might just be seeing a point in time where our role is shifting. You know, I just yeah. I just have a. f I don't wanna just And that's okay. Yeah. I'm like I'm cool with the role shifting, but I also want to make sure that the purpose, the intent, and the passion is still there, you know? Like, I feel like it's easy. I, I talked about it at the live podcast. It's it's easy to get caught up in the fame, especially right now since, like, organizing is something that's popular and it's something that's been monetized and shit, you know? Um, is monetized what I'm looking for? Yeah. Commodify, you know monetize. Commodify, yeah. Commodify, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't want to fall into one of those people. I don't want to become one of those people that we've been so critical of. Um, and I I think the fact that we're thinking about it, is what will prevent us from being those folks because i feel like the folks who do have the opportunity to commodify the movement and be put at the forefront why not having to suffer the burden of any of the folks that actually you know being oppressed and marginalized or falling victim to the state um i don't think this is a perspective that many of them have i don't think they take that time to sit back and reflect Or maybe they do when they just don't give a fuck. yeah you know but i know i'm not that type of person and that's why i think yeah especially at this time for us you
0: feel me like we're just coming off of a show you know in la a region that we're both not from You know Like And mm-hmm. we had Had a show out there Got paid to have a show out there You know Yeah Like I think it's important That we have these conversations too You know Like and I think the fact That we're both critical And even we said it When we were there At the podcast is mm-hmm. like Oh this Should feel a little bit weird Like you know Getting paid to do something That we had no intention Of getting paid for I still remember When you first hit me Like oh I'm trying To start a podcast <laughs> You know back in like student organizing type days and i was like yeah like initially i didn't think this was gonna be my lane i was like yeah i'll, I'll be behind the scenes you run the podcast you interview people you're a journalist that ain't you know what i'm saying so i'll be forgetting all about that bro like and that was the, the the beginning of it like bro thinking about like the intentions that we had was never to make money but what's to spread power. i really just wanted to talk to people about the importance i really just wanted to tell important <laughs> stories and we was both just like thinking about our lives back then it's like fuck nigga i just finished school i was still in school you know job you know i didn't have a job at a certain (laughs) certain point you know and like it's crazy it's just not that's also
1: a a reflection that i haven't had bro like even hitting you like damn i want to do this podcast shit i don't i don't even know what sparked it i don't know if it was after i came back from new york or i don't know yeah i think it might have been after i visited my homie adam in new york And he was like, yeah, something about popping with the podcast shit. I can remember just being like, yo, this is another avenue for me to tell stories.
0: Yeah. Uh, And just think about, like, shit, our relationship, too. We've gotten closer since then, too. Oh, facts!
1: It's impossible to spend this much time with someone and to have these kind of, like, deep, intimate conversations and to not develop a stronger bond, bro. Like, I feel like that's just kind of synonymous with the kind of work that we do. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's important. We talk about this all the time. It's definitely important to, like, build relationships with the folks that you're gonna be doing like this is war bro I'm saying
0: yeah I mean that's something we talked about about the podcast is like someone asked a question about like how do we stop gentrification and I was like yeah you know we just gotta strap up you feel me like but then I was like you know hold up like actually it's about building relationships Mm -hmm. you know because I think even today I was like reflecting you know I went to therapy and just talking about shit in therapy and then coming home and reflecting and I'm like I'm thinking about activism, I'm thinking about all the student organizing I did, you know, because I was I was doing hell with student organizing. Yeah. And while that shit was traumatic, if I'm gonna keep it a, a band with you. And a lot of the people who I looked up to at the time who were the OGs or whatever, the you know, the older yeah. guys, whatever. Like I realized the advice that they gave me wasn't cool. It was more so what can they get out of me and the talents that I have to serve their movement. But it wasn't about actually
1: building meaningful relationships. Yeah. You know? I experienced that same shit in music, bro. Like early on, a lot of the mentorship that I had, it was exploitation the dis- 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 disguised as... um I'm sorry, dude. I couldn't find the word. It was exploitation disguised as mentorship, bro. It was like a lot of niggas... Wanted to just jump on what's hot And figure out how they can get a percentage of what we got going on And like I said bro It's just I'm blessed to, like I'm fortunate enough, lucky enough, whatever words you want to use To come from A very corporate background Like I've worked in corporate settings So I understand how business function, how businesses function And I also know what it looks like When somebody is trying to get a PCO pie I just know what it looks like And that's just not even from corporate, that's from street shit too um, But yeah, to your point of like seeing motherfuckers who just want to use you for their own agenda to push their own politics, to push their own shit. Yeah. I can't hear myself either, bro. I can't hear myself. Which one did you turn, the right one or the left one?
0: You hear now? Yeah. I was just trying to put this for of... Uh, I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> hear myself. If I turn my game down, it, I think why it why turns to both. Why? Because it's long, like the master
1: man. one or some shit? Yeah. We should go into the... Um, We should go into Guitar Center. With this or get a new interface? I mean, just figure out this whole shit. Like, do we need a new interface? I'm sure a new interface isn't that expensive.
0: Nah. Like a hundred or
1: something, maybe. Like a couple hundred. We should do it. Whatever we need to get top tier, we've already started, you know? Like, we've already laid the foundation for the shit. Yeah, and even
0: this right now, it's like the quality is is pretty fucking spot on. You know, even when we play back Raquel's interview that we just did, like, the quality was spot on. So even, like, for real, if we didn't explain, like, how frustrated we were in the beginning, I don't think nobody would have had idea of the shit that we went through. For
1: someone that's so, you know, for some, and I mean, I'm speaking for myself. For someone that can persevere through so much, I get so frustrated with the little things. Bro. I get hella frustrated.
0: Me too. <laughs> hella, bro, bro, that's why I was trying to figure, like, I really, like, when I came home from today, the first thing I did was open all this shit and put it out and test it. Because I knew I would get frustrated something if happen. something didn't work out and I had a feeling something was gonna happen. And then I know that we both began frustrated. So I'm like, if both of us are frustrated, that means two niggas in one room that they're not thinking. I'm always <laughs> ready to just walk away from some shit. Like I shut down when I get angry. Me too, and it's a protective mechanism. Yeah, because it's like, if like, I'm I not get angry to, I'm I don't like, know what I'm gonna do to I'm somebody. not trying to like, you know, be me shutting me my down fucking is what's wall. in the
1: best interest for people around me and myself. Like, <laughs> Hello, he can say I'm that. just gonna shut down. I'm gonna go home and go to bed. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Yeah. It's, it's in the best interest of me and everyone around
0: me. I'm finna tap in with my headspace, you know, and I'm getting flustered.
1: <laughs> Man, You saw that Kobe Bryant teamed up with Headspace recently. For real? Yeah. He, he started this new. He started. I don't know if it's a school or a training facility. It's called the Mamba, Mamba Academy. Yeah. And you know Kobe's hella big into meditation. Phil Jackson got him onto that. Bill yeah. Jackson is the coach with the Lakers and also the, the Bill the Bulls. He won like he eleven got championships rings. or something like that. Damn, he, he got got fingers. He, got, 11. he, he got, got six with the with the Bulls and five with the Lakers. He got he got ten rings and he got one pinky ring on his little toe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um he put him he put he put all his players on the meditation. But anyway, Kobe just teamed up with the, the Mamba headspace. Academy and things. Yeah, headspace. and it's it's about sh- building not only physically strong athletes, but mentally strong. I had, I saw that you had done, like, hella days straight. When I went to New York, my streak broke. Yeah, so. Bro, I'm, t- yeah, it's unfortunate. It is what it is. But I just meditated it again for the first time in, like, 10 days. I meditated last night. doing one of the sleep meditations. Bro, it was like I had to move my legs to make sure my shit didn't shut down. Because, like, I could feel every extremity just shutting off. Like, my toes, my ankles, my calves, I do the calves, sleep on almost knees. every night. My thighs, my hips. I was like, oh, fuck, nigga. Am I, like, mentally paralyzing myself? It was wild, bro. And that's why
0: that your mind is so powerful to do that, you yeah. know? But that shit, I'm
1: 264 in a row. Yeah, I wanted to do a year, but it is what it is. Yeah, you gonna bounce back. but I'm on one day right now. Hey, each
0: day is a new day. I got up to, like, 190 or some shit. Yeah, I never thought I'd make it a 264, bro. This is, like... I was talking about in therapy today. I was like, my therapist is like, what do you do when you feel like you're not in control of your life? And I said, I meditate. And I go to the gym. Because those are two, like, instant things that I could do to, like, feel like I'm in control of my life. Like, last night, anxiety, depression, kicking in. And I'm like, all right, what can I do when I, because I know how I'm feeling right now. And I know where these feelings and, like. These thoughts can take me. Like, these thoughts can take me down a different path that I don't want to be on. You feel me? Yeah. So, I'm like, all right, fuck. Get your ass up. Like, you know, forced myself to get up. Went to the gym. Sat in the hot tub after. And I was like, all right, I feel better. And I came home,
1: fell asleep, you know? I haven't been to the gym in a minute, bro. For real? It's been so cold. I've been so sluggish. i just been drinking hella water and eating hella fruits. <laughs> like, I haven't had any energy <laughs> to go to the gym, bro. I've been tired as hell. Yeah. And I went to the gym, I think, like, last Sunday. And I did this intense ass work. This go, nigga's okay.
0: like, I haven't been to the gym, but I went on Sunday. Nigga, it's this one, is Tuesday.
1: But before <laughs> that, I hadn't know. been to the gym in forever. All right. So maybe last Friday I went to the gym. Yeah. And before that, I hadn't been to the gym in like a week. Um, yeah, bro, it's it's super frustrating because I have this I have this thing where like I'm am so ment- I'm so strong mentally I'll just do whatever workout I left out on them. Like you know I ha- say if I've been going to the gym for a month straight, then I take a week break. Whatever I was. I got myself in condition for a month and then I let go for a week and I was drinking, I was eating, da, 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 right? Um, I just throw myself back into the fire and always end up like hurting myself some type of way. So right now I'm on EMOMs, right? And that's like every minute on the minute. So I do push-ups every minute on the minute, like 20 minutes. And I'll do like sets of, yesterday I did sets of 15 with my chest and shit was super short. So today I did sets of 10. Um, Yeah, so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out as I get older, like, what does being in shape look like to me? Because I follow so many fitness pages, right? Because I've always been a fitness person. I played football for 15 years. Always been into that shit. But I'm starting to realize, like, bro, I work at a desk or at a computer or in an office. 40 hours a week. Sometimes even more than that. You know, I got a desk in my room now. You so I, I peeped. I go home and I work, bro. Like, I was working before I got here. Um. So... My lifestyle is not one of a trainer. These niggas that be in shape the way that they be in shape, they train for a living. So for me, I need to realize, okay, what adjustments what adjustments do I need to make to my eating habits to be in the kind of shape that I want to be in because I don't have the time to work out the way I want to work out. I can't dedicate yeah. more than 50 minutes to a workout because I live a very intellectual lifestyle. And that intellectual work taps you out. Just as just as fast, if not faster than the physical shit does, at least in my experience. Yeah. Like after we just talked about that. After a long day of talking and meetings all day, nigga be burnt out. I mean, shit. That's part of the reason why <laughs> I feel like we get a bottle. Yeah. Is to <laughs>
0: damn near just relax after off, of, off of the day. Yeah. And to be I don't know, at least my mind, I'm like your mind feels so burnt out after being in a meeting and a meeting and a meeting. Sometimes I'm teaching, having office hours, you know, going through papers, grading papers, you know, and it's like Coming home then have a podcast Or like You know mm-hmm. It's a I mean your brain is like Your Your strongest muscle You know In my opinion Is it a muscle? Yeah Yeah I, I'll be
1: working on my brain Every day But I don't know Shit wild And yeah, right now I'm just one of those times In my my day, my life, where I'm just tired, bro. I'm just trying to maintain. I'm just trying to keep doing really good work because I need the bills paid. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: tired right now, my nigga, no lie. Me too. But one thing I, I realized, like like I was talking to this nigga Kels, and I was, you know, we were talking about, like, bro, we, we've been so focused on surviving for so long that sometimes we forget to live in the moment and, like, realize that. Shit we ain't, we ain't even surviving no more thriving. Nigga, we
1: thriving bro In some ways Cause I'm not mentally thriving nigga Me either bro In a capitalistic <laughs> society I'm thriving cause you know I got enough money for my bills and shit I can eat yeah. what I want to when I want to But nigga for the most part nigga Mentally <laughs> going through a lot of shit
0: Me too bro Me too And it's wild cause it's like I think growing up you know yeah. Always thinking about like what What can I do? I never thought about, like, internal peace or happiness inside of me. Mm -hmm. I always thought about, all right, bruh, I'm finna make, you know, how much this money, this money, and everything gonna be cool. And now that I'm at the point where I'm making money, paying my bills, you feel me, got a fucking motorcycle that I've always wanted. Like, I have, I guess, what do you, I mean, some of the capitalistic shit that I've wanted to have, and I'm realizing, yo, like, My mental state is still kind of like, I mean, I'm you know the strongest I've ever been, but I still like mentally be going through shit despite having the things that I've always dreamed for and manifested. You feel me?
1: I mean, I don't know what peace looks like for a broke nigga either because I've been broke and ain't no peace in that shit. I've been hungry, ain't no peace in that shit. So it's like, I'd rather have money and not have peace. (laughs) I'd rather have money and be stressing than have no money and be stressing. Oh, yeah, because at least I can still clothe and and house. Feed myself,
0: right? But I always thought that the money—I don't know—the money would come with internal peace, and I'm realizing more and more that like that ain't the case. Yeah, I don't think I ever thought that.
1: Like, I knew that I I had some things that money couldn't solve within me, just because I didn't come across no money till I was like 24 or 25 years old, right? So I knew that some of the issues that I had would, because I would—I would have money in spurts, right? Like there would be times where I would. I'll be doing a bunch of stories And shit be good for me I'm paying all my bills I'm eating I could do that But I would still have some problems So once I figured that out Once I had studied Food and all this shit And I realized I still have some problems I said okay There's not an amount of money That I can get Like some of these A lot of the problems are I have aren't rooted in money Well I don't know Like if I think about it Um So like this This desire to succeed I think I want to succeed So much I think a lot of that Is rooted in money hmm, I'm trying to see because there's also been studies that have been done like there's no difference between a nigga that makes like $700,000 a year and a nigga that makes 500 million. Like after a certain amount of money you make, there's no difference in happiness. Like that's what yeah. studies have shown. But yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the problems that I have, I don't know, a lot, like a lot of the anxieties I have, right? Like what what scares me right now? I think losing my job scares me because I don't necessarily have enough money to save up to live. you know. So maybe I if I so see, yeah. I I think if I did have like fifty million dollars, <laughs> I wouldn't be stressed. <laughs> yeah, i
0: would be thinking about that same thing too. I'm just like you know, because you wouldn't made, be worried about losing your job. You wouldn't be worried a about a performing amount of money, nigga. Like money don't buy happiness, but it it, it, it buy comfort. She <laughs> <laughs> and like if I think about shit that provides me comfort, the I shit don't know. buy
1: comfort like a motherfucker. These are facts. Yeah, fucking comfort. Cause
0: money do I don't know Fuck capitalism At the end of the day Fuck that Fuck that motherfucking nigga We could square up right now Like if that nigga Capitalism walk through the door Bro I'm shooting
1: But I don't know It's gonna, wild What are we gonna drop This
0: episode bro Probably are We gonna drop the one With Raquel on Monday And then this one On the next Monday Like damn We gonna hit like Three Mondays in a row That's wild bro We ain't ever done that
1: how you feeling though. yeah I'm sending this motherfucker shout
0: out to all the listeners yeah we didn't have no extended uh, Patreon exclusive but I'm gonna just upload this motherfucker like for the people who subscribe for the exclusive next week so you get this shit and I'm gonna upload this for the extended people or who get the episodes early I'm gonna upload this like tomorrow or damn near right now you feel me so that's why you should tap in with Patreon Fuck with us on SoundCloud. Fuck with us on iTunes, you know. We on that motherfucker Hell Black podcast. Subscribe. Five stars. And if you're white and you listen to this motherfucker, I need you to pay the fuck up and all them dead presidents because I know you have some white people dead on some money, so you niggas need to pay the fuck up. Goodbye. Thanks.